You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I started out in the business track. I was always business savvy. But again, I had that burning desire for creativity, and I had the uh, heart for art. It wasn't until I, wait a minute, there's, there's a career path that would lead me to understand and develop the business side, making deals, negotiating contracts, managing the financials of a Broadway show. Welcome to the Black Business of Broadway, a podcast brought to you by the Broadway League and Black to Broadway. Here, we highlight the stories, how-tos, and successes of the Black professionals and legends of Broadway. I am your host, Janine Scott. Today joining us is Colleen Jennings Rogensack, who is the Executive Director of ASU Gamage, a regional performing arts center in Tempe, Arizona. We also have Kevin Taylor, who is making his Broadway debut as a general management associate on Waitress and Chicago. Thank you both for joining us today. How are you? Good. 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 Thank you. It's so good for the three of us to be together. Colleen, you've been a mover and a shaker on Broadway for many years. Can you talk about your current leadership role at the Broadway League? As the vice chair of the road, one of my responsibilities is to be able to look out after the concerns and issues that impact Broadway on the road, that impact the presenters on the road, that impact the crews on the road. But on a larger scale, we look at what we have committed to as a league, as a membership organization, and how does that impact us, not just on the road, but at Broadway, on Broadway as well. And our EDI commitment, I I have a saying, there are two pandemics that we have been battling, the pandemic of COVID-19 and the pandemic of systemic racism. We know we're going to beat COVID-19. We know masks and vaccinations and air filtration and protocols will beat it. Systemic racism, it's us. It's us stepping up and remaining true to what we really hope to happen. So part of my role is that constant reminder. It's a constant reminder. And I think it's one thing that all three of us have done is as all three of us are African-Americans. So as African-Americans, we are the constant reminder of the legacy Dr. King left us. We are the constant reminder of all of the Broadway royalty that's there, that the Audras and the Stokes and the Kenny Leone and all Broadway royalty, we, they are our constant reminders. And so I never see my role as monolithic as one thing but rather it's a broad-based thing. A, I have something to say, something to contribute, but B, there was a time if I wasn't on that committee, it did not look like our country. Mm. It was not diverse. Mm -hmm. So I sort of carry that with me. And I'm going to throw it 
back to you and on to Kevin, because part of that commitment I have is mentorship, right. is to make sure that there are more people that look like me, right. that right. look like right. this country, yes. Right. that yes. serve on the league board and on the league committees and serve and work on Broadway and on the road. So Kevin, can you can you share with us a little bit about your journey, how you got here? Yeah. Yeah. So first of all, I'm just always grateful just to uh, have the privilege to be able to share uh, my story and to be a part of this uh, amazing conversation. This here is a sign of more inclusion and more opportunity and more visibility and um, creating a platform just to be heard. So I'm really grateful just to have this opportunity. And I'm super giddy excited just to be able to have my Broadway debut and have my first podcast with the one and only. I mean, um, she's been my mentor. Um, I think she knows I call her this every now and then, Aunt Colleen. She's like my <laughs> my dear auntie that just just really makes the world of a difference. And Janine, you did mention that um, she has served in a huge capacity. She has such broad shoulders. But also for me, it was just, just the opportunity to see. And I mentor um, some young boys and the National Mentoring Organization. Their motto is, what you see is what you will be. And that kind of uh, hits home with me when I talk about my relationship with Colleen, is that... Um, she always makes it a point to tell me this, <laughs> that every theater in the country has a playbill. And those that have really, really special power, they're able to change that playbill to Gambill. But in that front page is that there is a picture of the person that has been charged with leadership of that organization. And it's on the very first page. And I remember years and years and years going to Gamage and seeing um, the incredible performances um, that they mount. But her picture is there. And it's not just her picture, but it's a picture of representation. And someone like myself that had pursued the opportunity to be in the business of, of arts and culture, it was so encouraging and so inspiring for me to, to see uh, someone there. And not to mention um, just being in the business side of the arts. Um, I believe there's plenty of representation that is on stage, but what's more important is that there are non-performing roles. I have had a very successful career outside of the arts, but I always had um, the heart for arts and I knew that swimming upstream was something that I didn't want to continue to do. So I was ready to make that jump. So fast forward to Four years later, um, the dream did come true, and I'm just truly grateful to continue to explore uh, my career path um, in Broadway. You know, one of the things I want to say about Kevin and whomever is listening, <laughs> Kevin came and knocked on my door. And sometimes that's all it takes mm -hmm. is to come and knock on the door. But he just didn't come and knock on the door. He came and said, I have these questions. This is what I think I want to do. What do you think from your experience? He came prepared. He knocked on the door and he came prepared. People will say that we have a pipeline issue. One of our colleagues, 
uh, Kendrick Ingram Woodlock says, we don't have a pipeline issue. We have a doorbell, doorbell issue. issue. Mm-hmm. So when someone is ringing that doorbell or knocking yeah. on that door, our job is to open it up and say, come on in. Come in and sit down. Come in and sit yeah. down. And then just as the three of us are doing, a conversation will ensue. And, and I, I really look at Kevin as a model for other individuals who say, I believe I want to do this, but how do I make that leap? Right. And the courage it took to make that leap. Yeah. I mean, this is sort of reverse pioneering. Instead of go west, young man, go east, young man. Go <laughs> east, so young true. woman. You two are reverse pioneers. That's go true. east, young man. Go east, young woman. That's so true. Yeah, well, thank you, Colleen, for those uh, sentiments because it was a it was a big jump. Um, as what Colleen is referring to, um, I packed up my family and moved across the country from uh, Phoenix, Arizona, all the way to to New York. So it's a big jump, but I'm so glad that I made the jump. And thank you for for being there, being that bridge, being that bridge. You know, Kevin, your story is like so many others. And to to Colleen's point of of, of being there and being a mentor and helping to guide you and, and answering that door. Colleen, I, I would say that you, you have literally taken the door off the hinges. <laughs> you have made it so that that door never closes again. Can you tell us or talk to us about what, what you see kind of in, in, in your preview? What do you see in, in the well, future? I, I will tell you, one of the things is we continue to do this for ourselves. And I, I say we, I mean the royal we, and I think about the work that Black Theater United has done in the summit meeting with the Broadway League leadership and with union leadership to create the new deal, to say, here, here are issues and challenges, being a Black creative, being a Black creative administrator that we face. Here are some solutions, how we go forward, and here's where everyone makes their commitment. So, so thank you, Black Theater United, for saying, let's take this big leap forward and let's do the heavy lifting. Let's do that heavy lifting and then let's be accountable. Mm-hmm. So we had the summit meeting and it was the Broadway League leadership, Black Theater United leadership. Out of it came the New Deal. Out of the New Deal came a subcommittee of accountability called the 7G. And I'm a member of that committee as well with other leaders on Broadway as well as my Broadway royalty. <laughs> and um, I, I think that's where we are right now. We are, yes, there's a problem. Here's some potential solutions. Are we going to stay the course? What COVID did for us is give us those moments of reflection. What George Floyd's murder did was saying there's a sense of urgency mm-hmm. that yeah. there are things we must do. So I, I find that the future looks brighter and other individuals are speaking up. It isn't just Black and African American. Mm-hmm. Right. It's also our Asian and Pacific Islander brothers and sisters are speaking up. Mm-hmm. Our Native American, Indigenous 
brothers and sisters are speaking up and our Latin A brothers and sisters are speaking up. So I think that there is a change afoot and it's too late to go back. There's mm-hmm, like, mm-hmm. like there's, there, there's A, nothing to go back to and B, the world is richer and better. Broadway is richer and better when all of our stories are being told. When I have a saying, those who choose, those who choose. And people will go, what does that mean? And I said, someone chose me. I chose Kevin. Mm-hmm. Someone chose me. I chose Kevin. So because whoever that was that chose me, I got to choose Kevin. And Kevin gets to choose someone else. Mm-hmm. So our roles are will be as producers and general managers and heads of boards so that we choose those individuals who will choose content, who mm-hmm. will choose creatives, who will choose what direction this industry goes in. So I think we know that. We are seeing the result of it. And we just have to keep pushing and holding each other accountable. And this isn't just us. You know, if, if it was only up to Black people, then it, it would be done. Right, right, right. <laughs> it's, not, right. it's not. Everybody has to be on board. Right. Exactly. Uh, all people of color, all white people, everyone has to be on board. Right. Kevin, you're nodding a lot. What do you say? No, I, uh, well, I'm nodding because uh, as you serve as my mentor, I've heard those, (laughs) those great (laughs) nuggets all the time. But every time I hear them, not out of redundancy, but they kind of strike a chord with me every time I hear them. Um, I know what the, what Broadway did last year, but the amount of uh, black BIPOC shows that made their Broadway debut yesterday. I was reading something this morning in the Broadway briefing that kind of alluded to what Colleen just said, and that is that those seven shows, if you twinkle those down, let's say half of those shows go on to license that work, and then that work now then goes nationally, then it goes global. But what the article was alluding to is that now that creates seven more or four more jobs, four more directors, uh, 14 more uh, persons of color because we have yes. the the yes. story and the work yes. there and it continues to build and grow and it reaches and teaches and it's really just laying, Broadway just laid the foundation and the fertilizer for um, equal and more increased opportunities for BIPOCs across the country. Well, and Kevin, you said something earlier about faces and pictures and images. When I open, like there's so many different Broadway newsletters, Broadway newsletters, New York Times and things, and I see Janine's picture, I go, yes. Yeah. I go, yes. Makes you want to smile. It, it makes me smile. I don't have to want <laughs> oh, to smile. You. It makes me smile because there's also some young person, some little person, little girl, little boy, and I mean little, mm-hmm. out there going, oh, she does that. I, I could do that. Right. I, I can't tell you what it does. It, and I, both of you are like way too young, but I can remember <laughs> back in the day I can remember <laughs> when, when I was little and my parents, we were in the Air Force, we moved a lot, but we were stationed here at Billy Mitchell and we would come to the theater. And I can remember when I saw someone who looked like me on the stage. I, I can remember how proud that made me feel. And as proud as that made me feel, 
I can remember when I came to the theater and there was an usher that looked like me. Wow. I mean, you have to understand, wow. no one welcomed me in that theater who looked like me. Yeah. Wow. And I remember that change. Yeah. I re- and I was like, whoa, people of color are ushers. Yeah. And that was amazing because that said, I am welcome. Uh-huh. I do belong here. Belong. So it's just, uh, you know, yeah. all of those things. Yeah. And then let alone when you begin to see producers, mm-hmm. you see Aaliyah Harvey Jones, and you see Stephen Bird, and you see Ron Simons, and you see Brian, Brian Moreland, Moreland, you go, mm-hmm. oh, we do belong here. We are, yeah. are doing those things. You know, when you see Kendra running a theater and you, you know, it, it just says we belong. We belong. And the thing that's amazing about this community is it's a welcoming community. Mm -hmm. So it isn't like you get here and it's, oh, what are you doing here? It's like, oh, we're glad you're here. But when you come and you look around the room and go, okay, how come I'm the only one? Right. 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 Then I have to say, okay, all right, this is nice, Mm -hmm. but we need other, we need some more folks. We need exactly. And I was so proud of the Broadway League when we made our commitment to have greater diversity on our board of governors. Mm-hmm. I can tell you the, the biggest smile on anybody's face yes. in that room was mine. Because I was like, yeah. oh, look at this. This is so amazing. And we, yeah. we did it as a board of governors. Mm-hmm. There wasn't a law. There wasn't legislation. It came from people's hearts mm-hmm. and deep belief that this should this table should look different. This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What do you say to those people who say, oh, this is temporary or who they're holding, they're holding their own selves accountable? What? And the question of accountability comes up. What, what, are, what is your reaction? What are your thoughts? What are your, what are your feelings behind that? I'm going to let Kevin go, and then I'll go, because I've been talking a lot. Okay. (laughs) Well, um, I always look at the world and life uh, from a biblical standpoint, so I'm very optimistic, and I've learned to look at um, the glass half half full. So I've always approached it um, 
very optimistically. Um, but what I can say is I can see myself. And um, because I was on that other side, I had um, pivoted away from my dream. I was at the crossroads, if you will, of pivoting away from my dream because of, of the comments that you've mentioned in terms of, of doubt. Well, this is just temporary. Well, it never changed. But when you stay the course, you stay focused, um, you show discipline, and you have drive, that's what propelled me to. So now I can be uh, a living witness that said, yeah, I understand uh, your reasoning and your thinking, but if I can do it and I stayed the course, then there will be opportunity. We also believe that it takes a while and takes time to turn and pivot a Titanic. So mm -hmm. um, to Colleen's point, if we keep those bullet points there, uh, we recognize the problem, we have identified the solution, and now we want to stay the course and hold each other accountable to a much better and a more inclusive um, Broadway. And Kevin, I would lift up your remarks, and I would add that there are enough of us to keep raising the question, mm -hmm. to keep mm -hmm. saying what we've done. And Janine, you know what a, what a tremendous effort it was. Now to cast your Tony vote, you have got to have unconscious, un, unconscious bias training. Mm -hmm. And you have to be able to, first, we got to figure out, can we speak the same language? So now as part of the New Deal, we are committed to having an EDI officer, we're committed to training. We're committed to finding the same language. So we're speaking the same language. We're committing to making sure our creative teams are diverse. We're committed to making sure there's someone to do our hair. You know, so those things are tangible. Put a check mark beside it. We are doing it. And mm -hmm. as long as those of us who are in positions to continue to ask those questions to diversify our staffs, mm -hmm. to say this is a commitment beyond just I've signed my name on a piece of paper. This is what I've done. Right. This is what I will continue to do. This is what I'll do later. In fact, it's David Stone that says now, soon, later. So there are mm -hmm. things we could do right now we're doing, mm -hmm. things we will do soon, and things we'll do later. Because I get, I get nervous when people say, well, it's going to take time. No. There are things that can happen right this moment. So what are we doing? Right. And then there right. are things that will happen in the next moment very soon. And then there are things that may be done later that we put it on a timetable and that we will, we will make sure that things like fellowships and paid fellowships happen right. Mm -hmm. right. so that we're looking at diversification, even with our Jimmy Awards. You know, we're looking at diversification and how are we encouraging young people who are in our, our high schools to look at what work they're doing and to look at who's involved and how do we as venue operators, theater owners, are able to help and support that. I do think there is Cheryl Eiffels, who is uh, the director of the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, said in one of our Broadway League discussions, Audra McDonald interviewed her, and she said, you do know the window's open. But that window is going to close. So the question is, how do we keep the window open? And how many people are we pushing through the window? 
as it's closing because people's attention does wane. So how do we make it an integral, integral part? And that Tony voting is but one step. Right. There exactly. Will, there will be more. There will be more. I mean, because it's this is a this isn't just a one time commitment. You know, it's ongoing. You can't just take a training and then say, "Okay, I'm no longer, I'm no longer, I'm no longer have any biases." I, I, oh, anti-racist. I learned it all. You know, you don't, you don't learn it all in two days. This is a lifelong commitment, and that we, we as league staff and you all as league members, where we have to hold each other accountable to make sure that we are continuing those types of trainings and those types of learning opportunities and putting them out there so that they exist so that there are no more excuses. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. That can be made. Right. Right. And it becomes part of our agenda. But by 2045, we will be a minority majority country. That's not that far away. No, no. You know, Maybe I might be retired by then. Who knows? <laughs> but <laughs> the two of you won't be retired by then. 2045, not that far away. Yeah. Yeah. And so Broadway has to be part of that change. Because who's going to sit in those seats? Right. Who's going to right. write those plays? Who's going to build that set? Who's going to design the choreography? 2045. I'm always reminded of being intentional, but also continuing to pay attention of the EDIs that you have within your organization because um, it can become a box check or a Black History Month um, mm-hmm. initiative and what happens the, rem- the remainder of the year when you walk into any office and you see another person uh, of color, uh, there's this immediate connection and it's this accountability that we have amongst ourselves. I'm glad you're here. Um, And how can we support each other? Someone is always watching. Someone is always Mm -hmm. watching and you'll be surprised who you uh, are inspiring uh, that 12 or 13 year old Mm -hmm. Uh, non-performer that never even had uh, the opportunity uh, to even discover there are uh, non-performance career opportunities in Broadway. Um, I'm that person. I didn't have my discovery until maybe my late sophomore year in college. I started out in the business track. I was always business savvy. But again, I had that burning desire for creativity and I had the uh, heart for art. It wasn't until I, wait a minute, there's there's a career path that would lead me to um, understand and develop the business side, making deals, negotiating contracts, um, um, managing the financials of a Broadway show. I didn't discover that until later in my life. So I also agree of feeding the pipeline and reimagining the ecosystem Yes. You know, that's so, so very important. Um, yeah, I pursued my dream, my goal, but what about those kids that are in uh, the Camp Broadways that ASU does right. tremendously? Right. We have right. to reach um, that next generation because you're right, 2045 is right around the corner. Soon. It's so, soon. So we have to reach early and um, 
I was always saying each one reach one. And I think that still right. is mm-hmm. so relevant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, today. So, And I, I, Kevin, I think you also bring up a really important point about looking at the little ones from all of our neighborhoods and communities. We just dedicated, a, Junior Achievement is an organization that teaches sure. business and business mm-hmm. leaders in the community teach. And we have a biz town, a JA biz town, and different organizations like American Airlines or um, Nordstrom's, they have like little stores and shops and the kids come through, about 25,000 kids, and they learn what the business is and they operate that. Well, we just cut the ribbon last week on the ASU Gamage shop and biz town. Wow, kudos. And (laughs) Desiree Ong, who is our education manager, built the education program. So they will learn how to be an executive director, what a CFO does, how to raise money, how to do marketing, and how to uh, book a performance. There wasn't any cultural representation in there. So kids Mm. were coming to learn banking or how to run an airline and do those things. Now they know how to run a theater. Now they know how to do Broadway. And there's like we show videos of some of our our B-roll from some of the shows kind of run through there. So there's a little little teeny tiny Janine and Kevin going through going, oh, wait. (laughs) I want to end with one final question. Uh, And it's a question that we've been asking all of our guests. What one piece of advice would you offer up to the future Black Broadway professionals? Here's my advice. First of all, find yourself a mentor. And when you find yourself a mentor... You call that person up and say, I need 20 minutes of your time. And in that 20 minutes of your time, you come prepared with questions. And that person will then refer you to other people and then will open the doors. But find yourself that mentor who will support you. And more so than mentor, I'm going to use a stronger word, a sponsor. Because mm-hmm. that person is going to say, I'm always looking out for opportunities for you. Mm-hmm. But, but people are out there. And if you don't know one, you know someone who knows one and be connected. So I think that is critically, critically important. And you belong here. You, there yes. is a place for you and you belong in this industry. So those yes, are my words. Well, Colleen, since you didn't say your magic words, hope you give me permission. I'm going to quote you on it. We are brave enough. Yes. You just yes. don't know yes. that. Yes. I was waiting for you. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Kevin. So please allow me permission to say please, those words. Please, please. We are brave enough. Um, when you share that, um, that statement, that scripture or whatever you want to call it, um, it went on my vision board um, for 2022, and it's just, it resonates in so many uh, ways with me in terms of being a um, BIPOC, uh, exploring and navigating my uh, pathway to Broadway. Um, what helped me was identifying purpose and passion. I always kind of share this, that once you find your passion, we all have it, and that's that thing that you uh, are excited to, to or things that you can't live without, things you go to bed thinking about, 
things that you would do if an, if money wasn't really an option. Of course, we all need you know so resources, etc. But what is your passion? And then also reexamine your purpose. We all have a purpose in life, and if you can match that purpose with your passion, and the hardest part is taking that jump. Taking that jump and knowing that you jumped. You jumped with or without a parachute, but you did take that jump and that leap. And once you fall, which you will, on solid ground, um, you have to answer these questions of being um, driven, being focused, and being very disciplined. Um, during the whole pandemic, um, I had started my journey to Broadway, but the pandemic happened. But one thing I've made myself a promise was that I was going to be all things Broadway. I stayed home. I stayed safe. But what was more important for me, I stayed connected. I stayed connected to very the good. industry that I wanted to pursue. And that word pursue, don't take it lightly. You have to pursue your dreams. Um, whether it happens at 22 or at 42, if that's what's in you, keep pursuing that dream and um, don't give up. Yes. Those dreams yes. do yes. come true. Yes. Oh, yes, perfect. You. Perfect. Thank well you. said, Kevin. Well Thank said. You. Thank you. I want to thank our guests and you, our listeners. You could have been doing anything else, but you chose to spend your time with me, and I am grateful. Be sure to subscribe at bpn.fm slash bbb so you'll never miss an episode. While you're at it, tell a friend. I'm your host, Janine Scott, and we at the Broadway League hope you enjoyed this episode of The Black Business of Broadway. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.